0: You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. One, two, three. and dogs lesbians and lizards wow (laughs) where am i kevin's of all ages (laughs) yes uh it is it is the ludini yes what is it rock and roll circus we are back once again coming back just like those chicken wings you had yesterday they just keep coming back. Right, oh. Mr. Pittsburgh? Oh, now you That's said it. the
1: gift that keeps on giving. You yes.
2: said it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> So. Nice.
0: Want to give a shout out to Wolf's Customs, as always. Check them out. I'm holding up this link to the camera. <laughs> it's okay. I keep yeah, looking up there,
2: okay. too. <laughs> just hold it to me and Lily.
0: Okay. Wolf's Customs, go check them out on the internet. <laughs> wolf's customs. online. online. For great custom artwork done on your musical instrument, I always call it artwork. It's more than refinishing or painting. That just mm-hmm. sounds like this. Like this is it's artwork. It's really really cool. Do you remember when? Um, Jimmy Page was bored, and he painted that dragon right. on yes. his mm-hmm. on his Telecaster, you know. Yes. Or the uh, when Eric Clapton had that SG uh, Les Paul, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. he, they painted it all psychedelic. I think sure. a girlfriend or somebody did that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. George so like, Harrison,
2: yeah, George, and his, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's
0: all of these. So making your guitar kind of an artistic statement. Eddie Van Halen's guitar was like in you know, a yes, very you yes. know yes.
2: Keith Legendary. Richards Keith, Les Paul. Yeah. Yes. The time I got sick on my bass. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the same.
0: Kevin's all about that bass. Uh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, that was now. That was ch- a chunky one. That was Ooh. a chunky one. Mm. Chunky's
2: back. I don't think that's <laughs> the way that song goes. You can say it any way you want to. I want a chunky bar. Remember the little chunky bars? <gasps> yeah, yes. that was
0: the. That was the. I that know. was the commercial. Chunky's back, and it was like, is it really raisins and peanuts? Ooh,
2: no, la, 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 are you serious? Was. Really? Yeah. How did I forget that? Well... But I still want one. Memories. <laughs> so, Mem- anyways, I memories. don't know how we got from Wolf's I Customs
0: to Chunkies, but, um, <laughs> so the guitars and musical instruments, they would, they were, like, making an artistic statement. So, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson is sort of carrying that on. He's, like, helping you sort of realize your vision. Um, so check him out at wolfscustoms.online rockrageradio.com radiocom want to download the free app. Free! Free, you say? Free. And you want to go to com. become part of our inner circle group. Um, in lieu of doing these, um, our podcast live in there, I've been going in throughout the week and doing short little things. Yes. <clears throat> and sometimes that's cool so you guys can pop in and ask questions or just yes. say, you know, I have a funny haircut or whatever. We do. <laughs> So you can check that out. I find out more information about that at uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com. There's also all kinds of stuff there, our entire archive, all the links to all the different uh, places where you can listen to podcasts. Just tons of cool stuff. So check it out Ludini Rock and Roll um, Yes, so let's. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, really good our, The rock magazines that we feel are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some of mine are from yesteryear, they no longer exist. Right. But, you know, it's going to be a little trip down mammary lane. <laughs>
2: you flat boobs.
0: <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about the the week, the the past week. Here. What did uh, Lily, what did you, did you do something? Oh, by the way, Lily V6, everybody, from Rock Rage Radio. Her show is Hot Licks with Lily 6, Thursday nights at 6. At 6? Okay. So easy to six,
1: remember. 666. Six.
2: <laughs> ah.
1: um, actually, I watched movies on Thursday, so I saw Violent Night.
2: Oh, Scary
1: absolutely now my favorite Christmas movie in the whole world so I totally recommend it it's not gory, no I'm not going to say it's not gory it's not horror but it's definitely violent mm. but it then kicks you in the feels so it's really good uh, Friday was my office Christmas party on the Gateway Clipper, and I was knocked out for Saturday on that because I drank so much, and then that's wow, what I've wow. done, and I'm going to TSO on Saturday this week. Oh, that's right. Very cool. So I will report back on that next week.
0: Voice. Tits suck an orgasm. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Trans-Siberian orchestra for those who don't, don't know. Trans-Siberian
0: orchestra. <coughs> the wow. tra- yeah, and um, they are all trans, by the
2: way. <laughs> They're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's right in the they name. Put the times. <coughs> oh, it's right in the name there.
0: <laughs> they are an orchestra who's trans yeah. from Siberia.
2: It's very specific. <laughs> very so, specific. Ridiculous.
0: Nice. <laughs> <coughs> Wait, okay, right? Mr. My yeah. oh, man, I know. Went down You're the wrong, right there. Went down the wrong hole. Oh,
2: that's what Ooh. she said.
0: Hey. Okay. Hold on. Oh
2: crap. Boo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my wrong hole sound. That
2: is the wrong hole sound. <laughs> yeah, the oh wrong sound for the wrong gosh. hole. <clears throat> oh gosh.
0: So Mr. Pittsburgh is in the house, Mr. Pittsburgh. Yeah, and- I watched. The,
2: I watched an oldie, an oldie movie. Not really oldie. Well, I guess oldie from where I come from. Uh, it's the 1998 movie. Uh, Still crazy. Have you ever seen that? Still I'm not crazy that. After, after all these, these years. years. The only one you might know is Billy Con- Conley the uh, Scottish... Oh, yeah, I know yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole premise is it's uh, about a band from the 70s that broke up under very unhappy circumstances, and now modern times, they decide to get back together, and it's kind of like a... It's kind of a heartwarming spinal tap, but it's... It, <laughs> I, I'm like, well, wow, I never I never saw the movie before, and it came up, and I'm like, oh, let me take a look at this. It's really cool. A lot of very 70 rock and roll sounding music from this movie. It was a lot of fun
0: what is it called again
2: uh it is called still crazy <laughs> from 1998 I can relate yeah, <laughs> yeah. still crazy alright well um we uh we, we blah, 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 again hey let me tell you a story
0: <clears throat> by a man named Jed
2: poor mountaineer
0: barely kept his family <clears throat> fed oh, but boy. um we were talking earlier, before the podcast started, about a little adventure you had. Yeah, I don't know why. Way back you. in your day. Oh, I was
2: doing one of my voices, that's what it was. I was going, <laughs> you dirty dog, you dirty dog. And it reminded me of this incident. A friend of mine went out to see a local, just a little, little tiny hole in the wall club. And uh, the band was kind of this old blues band. It was all white members, except for the singer, who was this older black fella. And he's up there singing, you're low down, dirty dog. I'm really
0: I'm telling you, it really sounds like Chismo. Down, down. I, I think it was I don't,
2: I don't think it was him, though, because I think I've seen Chismo, But he's, you know, we're, my friend and I are having a couple of drinks, and he's singing away, dirty dog. And we look up, and he's not on the stage. And we're like, where'd, where'd the guy go? Right, We're looking around this venue, very small venue cannot find him but he's we can still hear him and baby baby i told you i'm a dirty dog where <laughs> is he he's like yeah baby i'm a dirty oh, dog. <laughs> we're like what the hell right and then the next sound oh, no. clears it up for us oh no
0: no no, no. don't clears tell me. it up for no us. no don't tell me <laughs> 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 fucking toilet flushing. Yeah,
2: he had taken no, it's his. Like Frank Dre- he-
0: it's like Frank Drebin in "Um, exactly. the Naked Gun.
2: Only it was real life, and we just lot we like. That's fantastic. Vodka shooting out of our noses. <laughs> dirty and then he comes back out and he gets back on stage. Thank you very much. That was my song, "Dirty Dog."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't say.
2: Yes, it was.
0: <laughs> wow. So he goes and wow, and he
2: relieved himself. But that's a professional. That is a professional. I don't know if
0: that's a professional. That's I, a, He that's did like not stop
2: the set to go, oh, look, I got to take a whiz. How do you know he was
0: taking a whiz? I
2: got to take a whiz. Yeah. yeah the he dirty wasn't, dog
0: made me think that maybe he was, was not else.
2: dropping a deuce. Oh, no, boy. He was not dropping a deuce. He was taking a whiz. But that just cracked us <laughs> okay,
1: up. No. You dirty. It's coming out like lava.
2: Hey. <laughs> hey, next stall you got any TP? I'm a dirty dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my
2: God. It's ridiculous. Just scoot it under the partition. Yeah. partition. The partition.
3: <laughs> the partition.
2: <laughs> remember, folks, this Yikes. podcast is free. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um, I uh, finished a book. Um, I read it really quick. Um, this was uh, a recommendation from one of the uh, people I follow on YouTube for, like, recommendations on horror movies and horror novels. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a book called Snowblind by Christopher Golden. And I didn't have much hope for it. I just was like, I was, the book I was listening to was um, Galilee by um, uh, Clive Barker. And he's usually really good and imaginative and like really, Man, it was just nothing. Mm. It was literally like, <clears throat> like it was as boring as reading somebody's grocery list or something. It was just really, <laughs> well, that's depressing. Wow, I couldn't understand. It was an older novel of his, you know. I was yeah. trying to dig mm-hmm. deep, you know, try something different. Um, I think maybe his like real hardcore fans like it or something. But I, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I've never not finished something. I've always gone, even if I didn't like it, I tried to get through it. Yeah, so, you right. know, because well, maybe like I'm not I'm missing something. Yes. So, yes. <clears throat> there's a handful that I don't like, but I was like, I literally had to stop because I'm like, so I needed something that would be somewhat entertaining. So I tried this Snowblind, and um, it's very quick. Like the the storytelling is really quick. It for as many characters as it has, the guy juggles them all really, really well, and you end you end you know enough about them to care about them and right. kind of get a picture of who they are without it being too like, and then. This and he grew up, and then he had a car. You no, it's yeah. like he just—it's just, it's just the, yeah. what you need. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> and uh, it's uh, also—it's called Snowblind, and it takes place in a snowstorm. And so, in the very beginning of the book, you're like, "Okay, this is a lot like Storm of the Century by Stephen King," mm-hmm. you know. And um, so there, it—that kind of happens, but very quickly. That's only like the first quarter of the book. Then the next thing picks up. It's twelve years later. <clears throat> so wow. that's the major part of the book. So, like, that was like kind of a left turn okay. on you. You're going, like, okay, well, where is this going? You know? So it was really cool. And kind of what they did with the ghost and the monster thing and stuff was a little twist on it. And, and it was also kind of heartwarming in, in places. Oh. It was like, it was quick. It was like one of those, like, and I was it great, no, it's not a fucking great novel. It's just like, entertaining yeah. yeah you know what i mean i was i was entertained um oh, movies i watched the ref that's a christmas movie
1: i it's on my list to watch i fucking Ooh. love that i
0: have <laughs> i've never seen i it's the first time i watched a movie since the first time i saw it in college
2: really i just have
0: never <laughs> it's one of those movies that like i just like yeah oh i need to re-watch it and i never do <clears throat> and um laughed my my ass off so I, was, I was really funny um,
2: that's not true chief you still got a little ass left
0: <laughs> <laughs> beverly hills cop <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I then I watched an old movie. This is a no order, by the way. I watched a really old movie, Brian De Palma movie with uh, uh, Kirk Douglas of all people. Wow! And John Cassavetes called uh, "The Fury." Mm-hmm. Do you ever hear? I it? don't know that one. Okay, yeah. It's like a sci-fi horror. That's why I don't know it. But it, <laughs> it is a horror, and it's it's pretty bloody. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um. And. Uh, uh, Amy Irving, she's really young. Oh. She plays this like young girl. Oh, sure. With like psychic powers or something. Um. So I, uh, I don't know, months and months ago, maybe over the summer or last winter, even, I watched, uh, *Romancing the Stone* again. For the yes. first yeah. Yeah, I love yes. that movie. Uh-huh. And it's, you know what? I had a really good time. I was like, damn, this is really good. Like the, I love how they meet, mm-hmm. right? And then, like the whole thing in the jungle and how they have to, you know, you know, they're sort of like. They don't really want to be partnered together, but they have kind of to with yeah, each yeah, other, you yep. know, to survive. And they end up having this. You know, everybody knows them, and it's just well executed. Danny DeVito's part is great. Like it's mm-hmm. all really, really cool. And um, so there is a sequel to it. Yep. Called Jewel of the Nile. Yep. And I re- had fond memories of that movie, but I rewatched it, and I was it was hard to get. Through. It doesn't hold up. No, yeah. at it's all. It's really like I think the reason why people liked it was because um, they were, we were all in that fervor of that first one, you know what I mean? Yes, and yes. I, think it, I think we liked those three ki- actors together. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. <clears throat> so that movie, does, <clears throat> that doesn't work. So what they did, Danny DeVito, Michael Douglas, and Kathleen Turner made three movies together. Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, and War of the Fucking Moon. I love yeah. that movie so made much. A giant, speaking of left <laughs> turns, they made a giant left turn with that, sure and did. that movie is epic. Yeah, that that is was a, that's an epic film. It's I love really, it. it's really, it's really yes. good. It's really, it's really good. And I had watched that a while ago, but I, that was the only one I hadn't re-seen in a long time. Was uh, Jewel the Island. I was like, eh, it's not. Nah, nah, it's nah, nah, it's nah. meh. I could do without it. Meh. It's <laughs> meh. Um, <laughs> and uh, I also watched. Um, Rising Low. Do you guys know what Rising Low is? I don't know that one Rise Okay. <clears throat> In, um, I think it was like maybe 1999, 2000, uh, the bassist from the Allman Brothers and Government Mule oh, uh, died, yeah. had a drug-related death. And the uh, Government Mule was, um, um, and the Allman Brothers were, um, b- were like, needed a bass player. Yep. So, the, the movie uh, is made by um, Mike, I think it's Mike Gordon from Fish. He's a baseball yes. player from Fish. <clears throat> and what they did, what Government Meal did was they just brought in, it's almost like a, it's a who's who of baseball. Yeah. It's all the base. The only guy who's not there <coughs> is Getty Lee. He's the only right. guy who's not there. But yep. F. Flea is in it, Bootsy mm-hmm. Collins is in it, Larry Graham is in it. Um, Paul McCartney is not in it. Paul's
2: not. Yeah, he. You
0: know, he, he was busy. He, he was busy. He was busy that day. Like, yes. it's a total who's who of like <clears throat> uh, Roger Glover from Deep Purple, <clears throat> and it's really a Chris Squire from Yes. Right. Nice. It's like it's like everybody's everybody. In it. Yeah. And um, they tell a lot of good stories, and it's fun to watch these guys. Um, jam together and work together and uh, so you know and, and so they made, what they ended up doing is make an album they did a big concert that's the second DVD is the concert Michelle Digancello oh. is, is in it um, um, but uh, yeah it, it's very very cool if you've, if you've never seen it there's a lot of great Warren Haynes wrote like a song for each one play mm-hmm. on the album yeah. I mean he's like I mean and they're all good like yeah. he's real. if you forget like what an amazing musician he is and he's a dynamite singer like I mean he has a really beautiful soulful voice <clears throat> but if you've uh, if you've never seen it you should check it out um, if you've seen it you should watch it again I'm gonna watch it for the, the rec- first time. Yeah, it's really. I highly recommend. <laughs> it's really good. But the second disc is the is the live concert, and it's. Uh, they ended up working with the bass player, from, uh, widespread panic, mm. for a while. He was on a couple albums with them. So, anyways, um, right. <clears throat> oh my! That was our week in review. So so mm. so much. I'm sorry. I'm a little like sketchy. You are a little sketchy. I'm all sketchy tonight. Sketchy That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, have something to drink. So let's talk about magazines. Um okay. And and like, let's let's before we do any kind of countdown or whatever, let's talk about like what that meant. Oh
1: we all God. grew up
0: I- before the internet, correct? You know. Mm-hmm. So why don't we t- take a second to talk about like what that meant? Like for me, it was like all about like walking by that stand with those rock magazines, and it was like looking at god (laughs) I mean these were the people that were just like they were larger than fucking life and you didn't see them all the time you couldn't look anything up there wasn't even MTV yet barely maybe Mm -hmm. maybe just you know but you know and then you would read all these stories about Mm -hmm. the artists some of the stories were some of these magazines were a little more Mm gossipy than others but that just added to the mystique you know what about you, Lily? Were you into rock magazines at
1: all? I was. Uh, my cousin Josie used to uh, have subscriptions to a bunch of them. And then whenever I would go to, the, uh, I guess, a bookstore, I would go and read them. And I was mostly for the photos of the rock stars, of course. <laughs> Being a female, over to then just, you know, reading all of the articles. But they did uh, tell me what concerts were coming up, like what tours were coming up. They would tell me what CDs Somebody were coming Somebody was working on out. a new album. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that right. sort of thing, which I, yeah. you know, always wanted to know. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. What about you, Kev?
2: Yeah, a lot of my uh, <clears throat> a lot of my magazines were like guitar and bass. You know the you know we'll talk about some of them I'm sure, yeah. but uh, but that's how I got because you didn't have YouTube to teach you things. Yeah. So you'd go to the back of the magazine and they'd have tablature or music for you. You're like, oh, that's how they're playing that. Okay. You learn about new people. I remember reading about uh, Billy Sheehan for the first time. Nice. Melissa Etheridge. Uh, just all these people. I'm like, oh, and then years later, I'm like. I remember that article about them. You know? <laughs> Very cool. <clears throat> Eric Johnson. Yes. Yeah,
0: I've never... I, I was introduced to Eric Johnson, Paul Gilbert, mm-hmm. Billy Shan, too, as well. I was yep. really... Alan Holdsworth. Jennifer... Uh, was Jennifer Baton. Baton yep. Yeah. Baton, yeah, Baton, Baton. yeah so, so it was Baton like... Baton. That was really cool. So, I mean, these magazines were sort of presenting, like, like what's... Not only what they did... That was part of what they did, presenting kind right. of what's new, and kind of, like but they did more than that they told you to try to tell you the stories behind the artists mm-hmm. and kind of you try to get inside their head and learn about who they were No, again <clears throat> we're sort of spoiled because there's like a there's a rock documentary about almost every band yeah. right you know <laughs> yep um so you know we're, we're but this is where you got all the and again yeah you did find out about what's coming up you wanted to know you know maybe stuff about the songs <clears throat> um the the rock lifestyle they would tell stories about you know what they were you know their Craziness. you know what their life was like and everything and um I'm sure a lot of parents were happy that the, your, their children were reading
3: about the <laughs> yeah, thing. Right.
0: I, that was the thing my parents were really nervous about. <clears throat> when I started getting into music was like, I mean, it was like a floodgate of everything. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, you can't, yeah. like, get into that world. And even if you do it under the uh, auspices of Christian music, you know, it doesn't take long for that to just all kind of become one thing. Um, so let's go ahead and start with uh, maybe picking, picking something off a list that you, we'll start with Lily. Alrighty. And we'll just kind of discuss a handful of them here and see where it goes. Okay.
1: So uh, the first one on my list is Rock Candy Magazine. Ooh. It's a bi-monthly, hundred-page rock publication produced and managed by a bunch of British rock journalists. Wait, excuse me, real quick.
0: Is this an actual? It physical? is. Okay, I think I'm you tri- can only yeah, 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 yeah. Not talk about yeah, blogs. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, if you let me finish, I'm sorry. come on, <laughs> <Thank> you, daddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dad. Um, <clears throat> these are uh, rock journalists with decades of experience in music and magazines, writing for legendary publications, including Kerrang, Metal Hammer, and Raw. They wanted to read a magazine. They wanted to create a magazine that people could read and they cared about whether Aerosmith's Rocks was better than Toys in the Attic. Stuff like this. Um, whether Iron Maiden were mightier than um, with Deanna or Dickinson. Whether Journey's Escape is the greatest AOR album and ever and if Rob Halford brought his stage gear from M&S or was it S&M?
3: Oh. <laughs>
1: so um, these guys came up with this. They 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 wanted to... So it's newer. It's a newer magazine, but they wanted... The feel of how magazines were when we were younger—it was like you know you wanted to read about all the stuff that it, what we talk about even on the podcast. Um, so the latest issue, oh they don't do demographics, market intelligence, any of that. They just—it's not people wearing suits. They just wanted uh, to just talk about the greatest era of rock there was. These so it's are, mostly en- 70s are
0: They're enthusiasts.
1: Yes. Yeah. So the latest issue that's out right now—they talk about um, Rainbow. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting. I think I'm getting a cold. Oh no. <laughs> 10 pages of in-depth uh, anal- analysis of the relationship between guitarist Richie Blackmore and vocalist Ronnie James Dio. Now, the cover of this latest issue is really cool. It's like a drawing of Rainbow. It's pretty a cool. drawing? Yes. A drawing. And another article that's in this magazine is uh, Bound for Hell on the Sunst- Sunset Strip. What was it like to be part of the Sunset Strip's 80s hair metal phenomenon? Uh, we interviewed two women who were at the heart of the action in the- in an in-depth 10-page feature. So it is an actual physical magazine. If you want it here in the states, you have to order it online, but you can get a subscription to it, which is pretty
3: cool.
2: Pretty
3: cool. Pretty cool.
0: What do you have, Mister, uh, Mister Pittsburgh? So
2: when you first proposed this, this topic, proposed, f- I did no such thing.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Good day, sir. Um, <laughs> the f- the, the, immediately, the very first magazine that came into my head was Cream. Remember Cream? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and for you mm-hmm. folks at home, that's C R E E M. So it's a good uh, thing you spelled it. C R E E M. <laughs> so Cream was a monthly uh, American uh, music magazine. It was based in Detroit, whose main print ran, whose main print run lasted from 1969
3: to 1969. Dude, oh I have something <laughs> to say about that later. <laughs> to 1980, I don't hit us. No, I won't. You know,
2: when the mics are off, folks, she beats us. She really does. You like it. Uh, So it ran, uh, it it had a run from 1969 to 1989. It built itself as America's only rock and roll magazine. Wow, that's a mighty bold statement there, Cream. It was first published in March 1969, dude. Thanks, buddy. Uh, By Barry (laughs) Kramer and founding editor Tony Ray. Uh, influential critic Lester Bags. remember Lester Bags? Yeah. of course. Served as the magazine's editor from 1971 to 1976. It suspended production in 1989 but attained a short lived Renaissance. Renaissance. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we're versed,
0: we're <laughs> okay. yeah. oh.
2: oh Ménage-toi.
0: <laughs> anyway,
2: so it's. Uh, <laughs> It detained re- it a short-lived renaissance in the early 1990s as a glossy tabloid. In June 2022, Cream was relaunched as a digital archive website and weekly newsletter, and quarterly print edition. But yeah, that was the first one that came to mind was Cream. They have
0: big advertising uh, campaign. <clears throat> it's all over social media. Yes. Where they sort of like you know kind of like yeah we don't care what anybody thinks rock and roll yeah man you know they sort of
3: like <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that sort of is that
3: Freedom rock? turn it, <laughs> turn it up, up man dude.
2: oh boy yeah <laughs> Cream I just like the name Cream <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay I have a what I need to write something down because I came up with a podcast idea mm-hmm. you don't want to lose it and I don't want to
2: don't lose it. See, folks, we do things the old-fashioned way. That is not a pen. Well, you know what?
0: I always
1: pick that up thinking
0: it is
2: there's a, pen. a drive pen. screwer. <laughs> drive screwer. I hardly knew her. <laughs>
3: Screwdriver.
2: <laughs> I'm a dirty now. You are. I'm a dirty.
1: Ridiculous dog. <laughs> human beings. Oh, speaking of sixty-nine, dude. Do you know the whole uh, CD series? Uh, now that's what I call music. Yeah. They're up to sixty-nine now. By the way.
2: Oh. <laughs> now well, that's what I call music. Sixty-nine. That's great. <laughs>
1: I'm like, holy hell, when did
2: that happen? It should be like all like oral sex. <laughs> it
1: should talk. be. I don't think it is. I didn't even all look at the, this, at the track listing on it oh, yet, wow, but I, I happened to go that. through it when I was seeing new albums coming out. New from KTL.
2: <laughs> 69, dude. The song about oral sex. <clears throat> you know? Wow. <sighs>
0: Let's talk about this.
2: Okay.
1: Let's talk about sex.
2: I knew babies. you were going to do it. I was oh, singing it in my
1: head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: I've got
0: that let's idea. talk about musician magazine okay um, while everybody was reading Rolling Stone uh-huh. I <laughs> gravitated towards a magazine called musician magazine it was a oh. monthly magazine that covered news and information about American popular music at least and, and uh, excuse me initially called music America it was founded in 1976 by Sam Holdsworth and Gordon Baird. The two friends borrowed $20,000 from relatives and started the publication in a barn in Colorado subtitled Fine. the art business and technology of making music. It became known for its extended and thorough articles about the stars of rock music. Musician was not intended to be a fan magazine. The founders envisioned it as a publication about the musicians' craft and as a result, it earned uh, the respect of people in the music business. As Holdsworth told in an interview in 2003, created a level of trust that made the musicians feel they were talking with peers. In the same article, he said that Musician was also known for unearthing details that the average magazine did not, such as why a Musician chose a particular brand of instrument or what was the inspiration for a certain song. Musician never gained wide following, although it had devoted readership right here. The magazine was respected by critics for the quality of its writers. Among the best-known writers for Musician were rock critic Lester Bangs, assumed <clears throat> to be film creator Cameron Crowe, it was later uh, renamed Musician, Player, and Listener, and was headquartered in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Due to the expense of running it, Holdsworth and Baird sold it in '81 to the company that owns Billboard, Holdsworth, and another company. Except you bought it back in '85, and they ran it again um, until the magazine folded in
1: 1999.
0: Sad. So it did not. You know, it had a, it had its day, um, 76 to 99. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Can't go forever. <clears throat> Unfortunately, you know, terrible magazines like Rolling Stone <laughs> continue, but yeah. something like this, which was really, Fuckos. I really, I, I really, I really dug. It. I understand why, um, you know, the expense of it, and it is a what something that would appeal to musicians more, but at, not exclusively. I mean, if you were like. If you were a real music enthusiast, you would absolutely mm-hmm. enjoy the, some of the behind the, you know, uh, scenes sort See. of stuff and yeah. <clears throat> stuff about the production. It might be just dry down here
2: or something. It might Maybe. be. You know.
0: I better um, have a drink. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> chug, chug. Yeah, musician. Uh, 80s magazine. Eighties. Yeah. Yes, I remember but, that. Yeah, yeah, I was... Uh, it was cool. I I enjoyed it. I, I got a lot out of it. I, it was a it was in my formative years about music. So usually, whatever musician magazine said about that song or that mm-hmm. band or that album, that's what my opinion was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, I yeah. mean, I was you know until you 15, formed 16 years old. <laughs> sure, you know, I mean, sure. I was like wide open. I didn't know anything. You know. So go <laughs> ahead. Um, Lily (laughs) Revolver
1: Magazine
3: Oh yes
1: Heavy Metal Music and Hard Rock Magazine Published in North America It's been in print since 2000 And is about both established acts and -and up-and-comers in heavy music Um, You can find the latest in hard rock and metal music interviews Concert announcements and more Uh, Revolver Magazine is your destination for everything heavy Um, In the fall of 2017 Revolver Revolver underwent a brand relaunch Including a redesigned print edition and website So they are still in print um, intended to embody the art and culture of heavy music. They also have the Epiphone Revolver Golden Gods Music Awards in um, an annual awards ceremony established in 2009. Um, originally called the Revolver Golden God Awards, they were they went on hiatus in 2015 and came back in 2016. Um, the latest issue they have is the winter issue featuring the Melvins. Uh, the, Mel- <laughs> the Melvins for 40 years, King Buzzo and his wild band. Have been a genre unto themselves. This is how oh, they forever altered the course of heavy music. Um, all Photography by Tools Adam Jones. And it's, they do six issues per year.
0: Um, the Melvins. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. on their latest issue. The Melvins. <laughs> that's a cool band. Oh, boy. That's a good. There's a. I, I don't. Forgive me. I don't remember the guitar player singer's name. Uh, but there's a. I can't remember which channel, which YouTube channel it is. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's loud wire or any of those. It might have been more of a music one where he breaks down his riffs. That's uh-huh, fun. Okay. You know, he just kinda of breaks. He's with his standard of this flying I think he plays the flying B. <clears throat>
3: and
0: man, I was like, I didn't know that much about them. But he wrote some sick riffs. He was yeah. talking about this. I was like, dang, like it was like some heavy shit. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Annoyous. Good pick, Lily. What do you got? Are you looking Mr. at Fitzgerald? me, sir? Yeah, you, 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 looking you looking at me, you at me? looking at me?
2: There's nobody oh else here except for Lily and you, so you must be looking at me. <clears throat> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so the main magazine when I was uh, growing up for me was Guitar Player because I, I wanted to be a guitar player. Uh, I'm not sure why I picked up the first issue. Probably somebody was cool on the album. Oh, you know who it was? I remember exactly why I picked it up. It was Randy Rhodes. It was Uh, right after Randy Rhodes passed away. There it is. Uh, So I picked it up and just was mesmerized by the information in there, the, the, uh, the, the pictures. And like I said, in the back, there was all this tablature and stuff like that. And I collected them for years and years and years. But you know, Ludini if you have to move you have to move all those magazines and they (laughs) get heavy so i eventually did i I think i sold them for a guitar or something like that but um and i'm kind (laughs) of sad i did now because there was a lot of good articles man stuff on gary moore um Oh, man, I had this one and I actually uh, a friend of mine got it. Uh, the uh, uh, local library was getting rid of their magazines and he grabbed a bunch because he knew I liked these uh, guitar player magazines. And the one issue was Rick Nielsen's guitars.
1: Oh, no. oh my it was gosh. Like t- That's probably a good. One.
2: Hold on. Calm down, because it was like 10, <laughs> 10 pages of all his guitars from the time and somebody had ripped out all the pages.
3: <gasps> so i, I was so
0: mad. <coughs> it's, so, it's on some kid's wall. Yeah. That, yeah well, that's in the trash now.
2: Anyway. So <laughs> a Guitar Player magazine's an American uh, popular magazine for guitars. founded in 1967. It's still around. It's not as Good, I think, as it used to be. It's a much thinner magazine, as most of them are. Mostly and mostly ads. And yeah. mostly ads, unfortunately. Yeah. It's mostly centered yeah. around
0: selling you gear. But uh,
2: yeah, but it's still
0: out there if you want to go look for it. Um, the first uh, it two issues of Guitar Player magazine. I got two at the same time. No, yeah. not because I was rich and I bought them. Must I be had nice. a Guitar Player. One, uh, my uh, first guitar teacher His name was Rick DeMarco uh-huh. <clears throat> And he had them And he just gave them to me nice. And um, one I don't remember It was from the late 70s had Lee Rittenauer on the cover Okay
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I still have it somewhere Do you? Yeah. And I And the he had one From like 1969 Dude <laughs> and, Or six What What year did this start? Did you 67 is okay, when it I, It might have been from 67 Wow And it's got B.B. King on it Wow and yeah, yes. I mean, it's like, I mean, when I was, I'm gonna, I need to go back and relook at it because I've looked at it in years. Uh-huh. But I remember thinking like the really, really uh, Lee Written Hour was better, Mac, because like it was more current, right? To me. right? And I had yeah. two more things that I understood. <laughs> this looked like some really old, yeah, you know, who are the you know, who these old guys, you know, I know what was guys? going on. Now, obviously, I would. I need to go back and find that. You need to.
2: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I I did enjoy Guitar Player Magazine a lot. I'm not going to go through all of mine because I'll I'll be here all night. Yeah. Um, This is... Okay, most of mine on my list are from yesteryear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But real quick, I want to mention a a current uh, magazine called M Music and Musicians. Um, Sometimes just known as M. Uh, It's an American magazine based out of Redondo Beach, California. The covers the music industry it was established in 2009. The central management team is made up of Merlin David from performing songwriter Rick Taylor from performing songwriter, creative director, a bunch of people you don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, according uh, to its initial press release, M matches first-class features, interviews, and reviews with a distribution model, a new distribution model, and offers insightful in-depth coverage from rock, pop, hip-hop, R&B, country, folk, and jazz. Alicia Keys was featured on the cover of the first issue, dated January, February 2010. Subsequent cover uh, subjects have included Sting, Ringo Starr, Tom Petty, Mary J. Blige, Cheryl Crow. I believe I have every one of those issues. Um, the encore section uh, regularly features work from archives veteran rock photographers such as uh, Henry uh, Diltz and Norman Seif. Um, that is the best part of the magazine. Yes. Is they have the gallery in the back okay. of, cla- of photos of artists by some of the like, great rock oh. photographers. Oh, nice. And <laughs> some of these images are just like, they're so the captivating, path. you know what I mean? Like, And they say, like, I don't know, they, you know, it goes to show like, we really good photography. That's the difference between like, you know, hey, you know, you guys stand over there and I'll take a picture with my si- cell phone uh-huh. and that'll be your band picture Yeah, right. versus That's getting somebody anyway. like Michael Goltz or somebody who really uh-huh. knows what they're doing to pose you and light mm. you and everything. And then you have this like amazing, then how to squeak it afterwards. Exactly, mm. it. And yeah. then you have this amazing thing that makes <clears throat> you look like way cooler than you really are. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, but that was one of my favorite parts of it. but no, the, the articles were good it was like again I liked it because I was like okay musician magazine is gone this was a kind of a good substitute for me mm-hmm. I really I, I really enjoyed it this is many years later I discovered it I can't remember how I discovered it but I, 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 I have many issues of this lying, lying cool. around here somewhere <clears throat> nice uh, Lily did you want to say something?
1: <clears throat> not about that <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the magazine that I was talking about with all the photos of all the hot musicians in it Metal Edge magazine Uh, ...covered heavy metal music. Um, The magazine was founded in the summer of 1985... ...during the height of Glam Metal's success...
0: Um, I have a great YouTube video that I'm going to share later regarding this subject. Nice.
1: <laughs> Zenbu Media uh, acquired Metal Edge in February 2007. Both Metal Edge and its sister publication, Metal Maniacs, ceased operation in 2009. Um, metal Maniacs f- focused more on extreme subgenres of heavy metal, such as thrash and death metal, while Metal Edge, the one I read, focused more on glam metal and traditional heavy metal. Uh, For more than 30 years, Metal Edge uh, has been the leading name in the world of hard rock and metal, the magazine's mix of exclusive artist interviews on stage, backstage, in the studio and behind the scenes, reporting up-to-the-minute news and high-quality photography captured and helped define the look and sound of heavy metal throughout the decades. Um, They were teasing a little bit um, on Facebook, saying that they might be a print magazine again, but that's that's just teasing. It's uh, now just online, so... You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's the one I miss because that's the one where I'd go to find, you know, Motley Crue and Poison and Skid Row. And so I can have all my posters for my walls. Ah, yes. So.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's it. That's a good one. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Lily's are a little bit more current than ours. Right. You <laughs> know. I wonder
2: why. <clears throat> um, She's a youngster. Mis- Mr. Pittsburgh. So I'm gonna go. My next contribution, con, my next contribution to this show is Spin. Spin magazine. It's Spin. I
0: have it on my list. I wasn't. Gonna, I was gonna skip it. <laughs> okay, go but ahead. I figured I'll, I'll no, bring it. No, you, it. Go I'll bring, no, you, you know
2: what I'll me. do? I'll bring it up. <laughs> All right. Spin magazine <laughs> is an American music magazine founded in 1985 by publisher Bob Gucciani Jr. What other, what other magazine did he have there? Uh,
0: was it Hust- Hustler? It was Penthouse. Penthouse. Yeah, Hustler I, I never saw it. Larry, Larry, what's his name? Flint. Hustler.
2: Larry Flint. Flint. Yes. We
1: saw the Hustler yeah. Club in New Orleans. The
3: Hustler
1: Club. Did you know? We <laughs> saw it. We
2: walked by it. We didn't oh go in.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> my. Oh,
0: my. Not Hustler, uh, Penthouse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had, and that was a magazine. Penthouse was a magazine that I bought a lot.
2: Yeah, because it's a little. I don't I, I, little raunchier. No, it was definitely raunchier. a little Play dirtier. Yeah. I mean, like
0: that would be like an entire spread pullout. It was just a vagina.
3: Yeah,
2: yes, that was you know. nice. And then Larry Flynn said, "I see your magazine, and I raise you this." And I, <laughs> it was all all the way anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, bah, 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 bah. The magazine is now an online publication since it stopped doing print editions in 2012. I'm like, wow, really.
1: Yeah.
2: It's been that long. Yeah. Oh well. But anyway, that
0: was my next there, to do the, on my there, go-tos. What's most famous about Spin was the uh, was the owner. Him and he Bob Guccione, he would get in arguments with people and stuff in the media. Uh, I him and Axel Rose were supposed to have like a boxing match or something like that. Yeah. You, might, you remember that? No, Did you remember, remember him about that, Lily? No, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I forget one. what they were fighting over, but they were gonna it's get circle uh, though. Yeah, you know, they they went back and forth for months and finally they was he was like you know, Bob Guccini's like, I'm going to beat your fucking ass. Yeah. You know, and they were going to have a, sm- a smackdown. But that never happened. That would have been epic. Yeah. Been <laughs> that would have been fucking epic. That was a
2: day of journalism right there, buddy.
0: That would have been so grand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um... Okay, who's oh, is it my turn? It's yeah. your turn. Um I'm not going to talk about that one. I'm going to talk about this guy right here. This was the first like serious uh-huh. rock magazine. Yes, um, in uh, England, a, a Melody Maker, uh, one of the world's earliest music weekly. It was a weekly magazine too, wow. Pu- according to its publisher. Uh, it was founded in, in 1926. Whoa. It was, it was for dance band um, musicians, etc. Um, so they had this jazz kind of thing going on like through the six through the fifties and sixties. But by the seventies, um, it became like a much more serious um music journal and they really were, you know, all talking about um Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and, you know, the like they were like really into the more serious uh, rock, um, and they t- had like it was like the first magazine that had like legitimate like rock critics mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people that were like talking treating the music like as it was a serious art form and discussing it as such. Okay, fun. Um, so you can look up the Wikipedia thing. That out of all the ones that I looked up, this is the most. Uh, um uh extensive thing I f- I found on any of these magazines was this I did not look at Rolling Stone I imagine that would be pretty extensive too um but you can go it, it goes all over, it goes all over the place but they really had the, the big thing for rock and I remember that magazine being around um, in the 80s and um again it was one that I would thumb through and mm-hmm. You know, get sit there and just sort of, you know, gay, gawk and fantasize, you know, you know, about being. What would it be like to be <laughs> Kevin DeBro? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you know, Neil Sean like, but he's really cool, you know. And you know, looking at the pictures, too. they've got some great covers. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Go ahead. Uh, so, my last one on my list is Kerrang. This is one of the places where
0: Kerrang! I-, I like that <laughs> name of that magazine because it's also a kind of a sound that like
1: you can make with heavy music. <laughs> of <Karang>. course. <laughs> this is actually one of the places where I go currently for a lot of my podcast
3: oh, okay. stuff.
1: Um, British Weekly Magazine devoted to rock, punk, and heavy metal music. Currently published by Wasted Talent. It's the same company that owns the electronic mu- music publication MixMag. First published on June 1981, or June 6, 1981, um, as a one-off supplement in the Sound's newspaper, um, named after the onomatopoeic word that derives from the sound made when playing a power chord. Lou. <laughs> um, so what's cool about them is they uh, started out as just being on the British heavy metal, the new wave of British heavy metal scene, and they've expanded since then. Um, in March 2020, publication of the print edition of Kerrang! was suspended due to COVID-19. But they went back to it because it was really successful. On a one-off print they did um, in April of 2022, it like blew up. So they're going back to print. Um, they also have expanded into digital radio. Um, they also have Kerrang! TV. So this is like a huge thing now. They're, they're everywhere. Like I said, I use this for a lot of my um, research for the podcast. So they, you, if you want to look up anything, they have it. So it's really cool to have.
2: Okay, cool. Mr. Pittsburgh, anything else? Well, let's see what we got here. Funny you should ask, Lou. Oh, boy. I'm sitting here wondering <laughs> myself, is there anything else? Um, the only other one I was thinking of is Mojo. 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 Yeah, well, it's from United United Kingdom. That's why. United it's Kingdom? Not
1: true two of mine were from the United
3: Kingdom, so oh, you don't well. know well, nothing. Maybe
2: they're be- more, better known. <laughs> more known ish. The this one is, isn't it? Uh, Mojo is a popular music magazine published monthly in the United Kingdom, initially by Emap, and since January 2008 by Bauer.
3: Mm. So
2: they've been around since uh, since, uh, since they started. <laughs> so you know that's important. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think they're real super big here in the United States, <clears throat> but I have seen them before. So right, there you go, Dan. Mojo is my last pick.
0: I'm gonna say just um hit parader and circus.
1: Circus, Th- that's another one I got photos from.
0: Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> were like yeah. really big. Um Circus, check out some of the writers. Uh um mm. David Fricke who's in a like a lot of like behind the music stuff, and Kurt Loader. Yeah, we all know who oh, he is. Kurt Loder. Yeah, well yeah. Big load of loader. <laughs> Um, and Hit Parader yeah. was started out in the '40s, but uh, you know when the big rock thing happened, the you know the, they jumped right on it, yeah. and we were like a pretty big rock magazine for a very very
2: um, long time. Songs that made the Hit Parade. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I almost started singing. That's what it's from. That's yeah, what that's yes. from. <laughs>
0: uh, yep. Absolutely. And let's
2: not forget Tiger Beat. I had Tiger Beat but that's there was, not uh, a <laughs> good one. Well, the Hit Parade was a television show. Yeah. Okay. And Hit
0: Parader was the magazine right. was Oh, I associated with. See. It. Um, so we don't so a lot of these things are some lot some are still around, but who are the where do people really go these days to find out to like find out what's going on with music? <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube, Spotify, <laughs> yeah. Um so like You know, we talked about this, you know, the DJ, the the rock critic, you know, being people that would... They would seem to talk, try to talk relatively intelligent about the music. Not all of them. Um, (laughs) A lot of DJs especially were just, you know, interested in being as outrageous as possible. Um, But... Being able to turn tune into a radio station or pick up a magazine um, when you did not have just the push button to hear anything you wanted to hear was very, very helpful. <clears throat> uh, now today that we have this push button world where we can access anything we want to hear, how do we know what to listen to? Like, listen, I'm all for freedom, of course, and you should listen to whatever you want to listen to. But when you have this many choices... It's hard. We really yeah, got to have hard. people. We have. There has to be some way to curate, a way to kind of organize it so that there's just too much. You can't
1: listen to it all. You
0: can't listen See. to it all. You and you may. There may be music you absolutely love it that you will never, ever, ever hear. I
2: know
0: because you know you're there's just so and, much. And, and, and
2: too damn much.
0: So oh, there's this whole thing with the Spotify playlists, and artists are trying to get on. There's these Spotify. <clears throat> like the big playlists and pe- guys are doing everything they can to get us pay- p- paying big money and everything. What's so interesting is Spotify playlist YouTubers or the other ones who will really and I, I put a link in here so you can find out about some YouTube influencers then Instagram, Twitter and TikTok influencers uh-huh. have a, have an effect. Um, so, wow. Right? What yeah, do you do? It's overwhelming. With, with, what, do with do? All, what do you do with all this shit? Also, your DJ was local. Yeah. Right. So that's how you picked what DJs you would listen to. They were Mm -hmm. local. Well, not even that. Right. You have ultimate choice of out of a million billion people. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So the democratization of art and music and everything like that is a kind of double-edged sword. There's more of it now than there ever has been ever in the history of it. Yep. But it's almost like still fucked up because you don't know what to do. You don't know where to start. So what what people end up doing, and I know that all of us here do it, is when we get to one of these things like YouTube or Spotify or whatever, we end up getting onto lists where we hear, Mm -hmm. if not the music we grew up with all the time, like music in that vein. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep, Yep, exactly. And it's... Unhealthy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've talked about this many times, um, on the podcast in the past about um, uh, these uh stations that would play you know, U2 and Metallica, for, mm-hmm. yeah, so, exactly. You know, you, you know, and those don't those are both in the rock uh, idiom, but they are very separate, very, Sonic, yeah, very different, uh-huh, yeah, yeah uh-huh. very, very different. You, uh, MTV you'd have to wade through wham culture club <laughs> right and um you know uh, uh, like Michael Jackson Michael and all yeah. well, I liked Michael Jackson I but, did too. But, the, but but th- uh, uh,
1: Madonna and everything and
0: then you could h- see the new van Halen
1: video and then right. you run from your kitchen where you were getting a drink to the living room so you could
2: watch yeah. the video oh, I, it's on yeah. yep <laughs> just be glued to the TV. For the next you know do the minutes. slide into the uh-huh. TV. <laughs>
1: nice that's
2: what i would
0: do <clears throat> um but you the point is you got exposed to all that that all the stuff that i think a lot of people liked more than they wanted to admit mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> i was uh, i remember talking to a, a friend of mine in high school saying like why do i know the words to like all these madonna songs right <laughs> <laughs> you know Because it was beaten into your brain. It was beaten into your brain, but it was also good enough music that was catchy. That stuck with you. It was It was really snazzy what those (laughs) kids were doing. They were swinging. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so now it's just, it's like a fucking free-for-all. It's like, um, you know, it's like when they opened, before everybody shopped online, and they would open uh, Best Buy. Uh Uh-huh you know the day after Thanksgiving oh, I mean, you see the, and then it would show the aftermath of people killing yes. each other and yeah. everything you know what I mean <clears throat> it's almost like that now like this is the total free fucking for
1: all and nobody knows shit I literally have 104 tabs open on my internet because of this <laughs> because <laughs> I don't good. know what to do yeah. <laughs> exactly There's yeah. just it's too fucking
0: much Um, so we, we I, there needs to be a better people have been talking about this for years there needs to be some system of curation I think that these uh, social media platforms are like stepping, they're doing what the internet does. And that is, you know, it's people, more mm-hmm. people. We're just people. Like I don't have a degree in journalism. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't be even be allowed to be, maybe I should have to have, a, <laughs> what's, what is it to be on the radio? Uh, a communications license. Maybe there's some uh, method to that madness. Um, because, what we have now, in my opinion, just really isn't working. We haven't really, and the, and it's not like we haven't struck upon the idea. I'm, I'm sorry. The, how long's the internet been around now? Exactly. A long ass time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A long ass fucking time, and nobody <laughs> has fucking figured this out. It's just like more. It's like this big, yeah. you know, vomiting of stuff. Mm-hmm. Constant. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, and you know, t- you know, it's funny. A pro, a, a a platform like Instagram, which was supposed to be just pictures, is now there's Ugh, influencers God, now on there. People are like yeah, doing all kinds of yeah. stuff on there. You know, so it's like all these things. And um, I don't mean to prattle on. I'm just saying that. What do we do? You guys have any ideas on how to no. fix this thing? No. no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Fuck you! I just told you I have 104 tabs open. I don't know what to yeah, do. Geez. I'm running around like Kermit the Frog in my living room. What do hey. I listen to? What do I listen
0: to? <laughs> it's it's almost to the point where you want to listen to two things at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because it's just enough.
2: You're like, yeah, I know. There's
0: not, there's not enough time. There's not oh enough room. Gosh. So I just I think that like again that that we fall into these things where we're just listening to old music or stuff that's very similar. So I'm trying to pull out different stuff. My new and notable for this week is not.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: it's more in the vein of the what I would. Typically go for, but the band I want to talk about next week is not is 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 a little out there, a little bit different. But okay. before we get to that, yes, um, you guys hear, there's a no, there's a uh, just real quick, I, we're, we don't need to talk about it. The Pantera reunion. Oh, is yeah. happening. Heard about it? Yeah, and okay. uh, Twitter, they put a thing up on Twitter with a very, it's a couple seconds of Cowboys from Hell mm-hmm. with you know we're coming, we're mm. taking over your town or whatever he says.
1: Not Pittsburgh yet. It's mm. you know, so
0: we'll see what that's going to be about. I mean, it's top players. Um, We'll see what happens. I'll go. I don't really care. I'm gonna go.
1: go.
0: I would go. um, See, I'm one of these people that was not like. Okay, please don't crucify me for this. Okay. I was not. I love Pantera, but I wasn't like a super fan. Like I didn't, you know what I mean. So, like to me, just going and hearing the music played live would probably satisfy me. I would Mm -hmm. probably enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, especially with it being such competent players, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you got, you know, so you know, I, I'll probably go check it out.
1: I go and see concerts where the none of the members are original. I go for the experience. I just want to go and have a good time with my people. So.
0: With my people. Speaking of going and having a good time, I have one more question to ask you guys. Go ahead. So, what do you want to see? What do you want to see when you're going to see when you? When you go to see an unknown band, a band you haven't heard before, Mm -hmm. you're going into a club, maybe you're going there because somebody said, check this band out, or maybe you're just with your friends or whatever, and you're wandering down Carson Street and you walk in and there's a band playing. What do you want out of the band?
2: Good question.
0: Do you want to go first?
2: So, um, you know, you had posed this earlier uh, in our group We're not
0: supposed to. What we're not supposed to—the audience is supposed to be under the illusion—we're oh. just bringing this up and we're talking about it naturally. Right. Well, I was trying to edit,
2: do it. Edit that last.
0: Because so, we'll well,
2: I, I want you to think. Because I actually thought about it. <clears throat> and um, wow, do I want to do I want to go see an unknown band that's just going to play all originals? Well, that depends. Because we have gone to see unknown bands that play all originals, and I've been blown away. Yes. Um, boy, I've also gone to see unknown bands, and I'm like, I don't know any of these songs, and these guys, I can't get into they're it. Like grabbing I'm like, in yeah, right. Like grabbing so I wonder if, if maybe uh, a combination of some cover songs and some originals. Uh, yeah. There's sometimes I just want to go and hear uh, covers. You know, I'm just but in the middle.
0: you? But you don't know. You're walking in. You don't know if band okay. is there. You know what I mean? You yeah. may, maybe they're playing music yet, or maybe they're not. So what do you like? So you're not you. So you like the idea of a Mexico but what else? There's more to it than that, isn't there? Yes. So what else do you want to experience? Do you? I mean, what else is important to you in in that experience? Is it just whether they play covers or originals? Or, uh, I sense?
2: think that I think the uh, relationship between the band and the audience is very important. If you're just up there standing there playing, you're not moving. You're looking down at your fretboard the whole time. Big yawn. Oh yeah, I've you know. Them. Or looking like at
0: that. your fucking tablet. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. I've seen uh-huh. hands like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. But if they're up there and they're bantering amongst themselves, they're bantering with you. They're telling little funny stories about this song or something that happened to them the first time they heard this song, or something. then it's like I feel like I'm part of this experience. You know, it's we're kind of like in a family situation, and Uncle Tony's up there telling me about. Aunt Maude And why he wrote Aunt This song about Aunt And then there's Maude So yeah I want there to be Some sort of relationship Between the band And the audience too Anything else? I think I've said enough
1: <laughs> He's had enough
0: Oh no I've said too much Oh no I've said too much <laughs> I bet that you heard me laughing Mm-hmm So what do you got, Lily? What do you you, want?
1: As far as the music goes, I prefer to hear the originals with some covers sprinkled in because I do like to hear their take on the covers. Um, I need a stage presence because if I don't have that, I'm going to be exceptionally bored with the show. Now, if I'm going out to smoke after every other song, you've lost me. Or if I'm hanging out at the bar or walking around talking to people, you've lost me. I need you to connect with me, I also need you to be on stage having a good time. I need, and I need the, the music. I need the music to be a good balance. So, throw a ballad in there, too. I'm
0: okay with that. <laughs> Play something me and the missus can slow dance
2: to.
1: <laughs> Play something that I can do the dirty to. <laughs>
2: what? Right there?
1: Not right there, later on.
2: <laughs> and that was, that was Lily doing the dirty. Oh, uh, That's kind of weird, but... Doing the dirty with Lily.
0: Um... <laughs> I don't really care if it's if they're covers like they better be fucking badass. Mm-hmm.
3: See?
0: Si. Like the that uh, Glenn Sobel. Yeah, oh, greatest yeah, yeah. cover band I've ever personally seen like the Goon Squad. that's the way to do covers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean just like the mean <laughs> you play them like you mean them. See? Si. Don't be up there like you're just a dj like you you play the song like you fucking wrote it Mm -hmm. okay so if you're gonna do like you better be fucking great if you're playing originals you better be fucking great like the songs better like be really good and be the kind of songs that get over live oh yeah um yeah and you have to have that something to make me want to Look at you and listen to you. You know, what I mean, right. you have to have some charisma. You have to be. You have to be kind of charismatic. You have to be charisma. A, you know, yeah. Charisma. Um, the other thing I, I think is really important, and and I have, uh, you know, been in situations where I walked in and I was like, meet me and two other people, and the and, and the band was like really good. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. But I think one of the things, um, if I may speak. More, you know, to what I think goes with through people's minds subconsciously is when they walk into a room and there's only two or three people there. I think they automatically think these guys aren't probably very
2: good. Are you right?
0: Yeah. There's nobody.
2: There's here. no one here. Oh
0: hell no. And uh, well, you. But I think a lot of people do that. Nothing. Attracts oh yeah, that's a, for sure. Nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So the more you can, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, it's more fun when there's a bunch of people there and we're all partying and jumping up and down and having a good time together, um, I can enjoy it because because I'm like that to just not have that. But I think that there is something about that experience. People Mm -hmm. wanting to have that experience. Um, Yeah. Uh, And if there's some way that you can... Uh, the, the other thing that's a pet peeve line with the band comes they play all originals and I can't hear the vocals Oh, yeah. because yeah. I'm like that's what you're trying to latch on to is like the vocals right. you know and if I can't hear what they're doing then it makes um, it's hard for me to kind of like latch on to what the, the song is it mm-hmm. might be a great song but I can't you know that's a huge part that's missing but so those are those are just sort of my there thoughts uh, on it we have some new and notable shit shit <laughs> I'm gonna play some goddamn shit Oh wow. boy! There it is. Um, we're in a roll. So we roller. are going to start out with. Um, we're going to moot that. Shh. The point is probably moot. It sure
2: is. <laughs>
0: My sisters um, went to see uh, Rick Springfield last week. Oh really? Drove oh. to some. I love Rick. Some casino in the middle of buttfuck. Yeah, yeah. And, that's
1: usually the places he plays and yeah. um, and fairs.
0: She said, though they, they love him. They saw him when he was here down at the meadows a few months ago. Nice. They were,
2: they were gaga.
1: Oh, no doubt.
0: They were gaga. He's still amazing. He's
2: just a fine young man, fine old man. So
0: let's talk about um, paraplegic. What? Paramore. <laughs> Not Paraplegic. Okay. So Lily, <laughs> li- we're gonna. This is a new. Um, song by the band Paramore, More. it's called This Is Why. So why don't you sort of give us what you say.
1: Okay, so Paramore, This Is Why. Um, American rock band from Franklin, Tennessee formed in 2004. They have uh, three members of the band, Haley Williams, Taylor York, and Yay. Zach Farrow. Um, the next Paramore era has officially commenced with the Nashville-based band releasing This Is Why, the first single in um, music since 2017. The band has also revealed its long-awaited sixth studio album of the same name and it will be released on February 10th of next year via Atlantic Records. Um, This it's the very last song that they wrote for the album. Haley was like so tired she didn't want to do it but she pushed it out. I love it. I think it's very funky. It's got a little uh, EMO sprinkled in EMO oh my
3: gosh why did I say that EMO sprinkled
1: in and of course their little bit of alt-rock sound and it's a little bit different from what I'm used to with Paramore but I do I do love it. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're they they're out like like in a lagoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and singing and they're, they're showing this the 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 camera as well. Like, what is that? Some kind of I don't know. I don't know anything about cameras. It's like it looks like an old to me. It's like, an old, older tiny, camera like on a tripod. Kind of movie yeah, older camera. She's got some. I don't know. I just really love. She's it. sitting on a rock in the middle of the stream. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is she doing? Cool.
1: She's
0: doing some funky little go-go
3: dance.
1: I just love her voice,
0: too. I have to say, Lil, I think it's very cool. Yeah. It's not what I would think you would like.
1: Typically, no. But I just, I just want to dance She's to She's
0: very um, well-respected. Justin Hawkins just did uh, a video about um, her, and um, yeah, so cool. That's a, that's a good pick. It's a good pick, good pick. It's very cool. So let's go to talk to well, talk to uh, Mr. Pittsburgh. You can and talk
2: he... to me if you'd like. You can talk
0: Skies. to me, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yanks guys. Here we go. I don't, if I have too many of these, you got too many of those things up. going on. Well, anyway, folks. God, my pick this week is a band called Blacktop Mojo. Love them. Yeah, see. Lily <laughs> knows good stuff. Uh, these guys were formed in 2012. Uh, they're from Palestine, Texas. Uh, the band consists of vocalist Matt James, drummer Nathan Gillis, guitarist Chuck Webfer, and bassist Matt Curtis. Let's give them a listen.
0: Okay, so we're at. Where it looks like we're. It, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Sling Blade, <laughs>
2: yes. right? When they were the, the, the band.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except these guys are good.
2: They're good. Yeah. But, I've seen uh, them live. But There's
0: this. Um, that's what the video is like. It looks like they're they're at the it's back. Get together and it, play on the porch. They're like yeah, like they're at the back of Sling Blade's house, right? And they're having a
1: campfire, uh, with, for their friends. The lead singer tries to dance. I've seen them live.
3: She dances naked through the trees until her eyes She whispers prayers and
0: pillorized. The song is called Wicked Woman. This guy is... This singer looks like... He looks like Keith. What's wrong with him? Look at him. It's he
1: his eyes. He
0: looks fucking he crazy. He doesn't look
1: like that on stage, though. Are I think you it may, sure? maybe it's the video. No, I'm sure because I've seen he it. He looks like, <laughs> and I he sure. looks like
0: a, um, a maniac. He looks like, you know. Wow.
2: I think Zach Wilde might be a little afraid of him.
0: He looks like. He could have been in that movie opposite Juliet Lewis, uh, Natural Born Killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks like. He's pretty. This dude looks like. You know, gonna great, be, great. it's going to be
1: squeal piggy all night. No, they're <laughs> super nice Southern boys.
0: <laughs> the the song is really
1: great. I'm a little the spirit in Give me
0: I cannot look at him. I think he's just His trying to be terrified. to go away. <laughs> I told yeah, you the dancing is bad. He just scary. needs to rock out and yeah. not try to dance like a hip hop dancer. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, he's this guy in bib Overhauls. He's like kind of a biggish dude yeah. with a big long red beard. Red. Red. Fucking red. ginger. Yeah. And like he's, you know, and he's like dancing around like he's Fucking Kid Rock or something yeah, no, like. No, no, what don't
2: are you do doing, just, man? Uh, just do a pose just, and you know. stay <laughs> there. He'll learn. He you doesn't know, have He'll to learn. just stay
0: there. He could rock out, but like, but not like that. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, man. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. He'll the, learn. The, He'll the learn. song is great. The band's great. It just wasn't. The video was kind of disturbing. <laughs> I
1: know. I think they were trying to. I think he was trying to be scared because of the witch lady. Hailing
0: oh, from really? Monterey, Mexico, the trio of sisters, Daniela. Danny, vocals, guitar, and piano. Mm -hmm. Paulina, drums, vocals, piano. And Alejandra bass, uh, piano, and backing vocals erupt with mind-blowing riffs, unpredictable stadium filling rhythms, and infectious vocals. Who wrote this? Uh, after exploding online... <laughs> wow, this is... They hired some writer. This is like total like... This is total like promo
2: speak. It sounds better in Spanish. After exploding it's online it's the viral moment
0: at the viral moment, the warning <laughs> of the news, the momentum for the series of independent releases... Uh, (laughs) including Escape the Mind, uh, 21st Century Flood, Queen of the Murder Scene. What a great title. I like Uh, that. Queen of the Murder Scene. Uh, uh, Quietly amassing over 120 million YouTube views and 10 million streams, they have already burst into the limelight of hard rock world with their debut single, Choke on Lava Records in 2021, which reached over 2.5 million streams upon its release. Following five more singles and a collaboration with uh, Alisa Cara uh, for Metallica's, the Metallica Blacklist album, the third album called Error, which has been released on June 24 2022. According to worldwide me- media, the warning infused rock music with a much needed shot of adrenaline. Okay. That's a lot of the words. I wow. got to tell you, man. Um, wow. Th- 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 this... Band kind of broke my mind. Um, there's if you th- these kids grew up on YouTube. Yeah, their very first videos, oh these God. little videos that their dad made of them yeah. playing classic rock songs. They did like Enter Sandman and nice. and Back in Black. Right? Have you heard them? No.
2: Oh, oh wow. Got to play. Okay, those
0: we'll stop playing stuff. But um, <laughs> and they, you know, so that's it's like those videos like nine, ten years old, and then like at each year. You see and they and they, you know, they, they're a little girls, yes. but they grow up quick. And the next thing you know, like the next round, there's like songs are like, oh, why they they got better. And then, and then they're on Ellen, and they right. like play Crazy Train oh, on Ellen, okay. and cool. she gives them each ten thousand uh, dollars to go do something, whatever they want to do. And um, they become this really good band, right, Kevin? Yeah, like really good. <laughs> The songs are the kind of songs that, like, by the time you get to the chorus the second time, you're singing along with exactly.
3: Them. Mm-hmm. But
0: it's really good heavy rock. Um, I think that there's a some of the songs. Boy, they cover a, a wide range. They're not just a kind of like you know. Um, I interviewed the uh, uh, Garnica from Thunder Mother, and she's like, "Look, we're the female ACDC, dc okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know." But these guys have some of that in there, but they're they got a lot more. The the songwriting is very thoughtful. very 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 cool Mm -hmm. so I want to um, rock out a little bit of one of these for you guys Um, we'll just this is a song called Disciple it uh, starts as a sort of uh, looks like a what futuristic what's that called Uh, uh, dystopian kind of future good riff So she's on stage with a megaphone in front of all these like masked people. This is Shades of the Wall. You know, the scene in yes, the wall where he's yes. walking around, you know, sort of has that. And they're all in kind of jack boots and a kind of like, uh, um, kind of looking uh, leather
2: outfits. <laughs> it's starting again, but all the they keep on pretending you your enemy.
0: In life Two, three, go!
3: Um,
0: these young ladies are amazing the the um, the drummer and the guitarist trade. Lead vocals yeah. all the time. Okay, yeah. There's songs cool. that she sings entirely, that the drummer sings entirely, the songs that the guitar player sings entirely, and then they'll come in, and sometimes one will just sing like the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they use the two vocalists really, really well. It's very good. Um, this uh, this drummer, I'm telling you, man, she would give Dave Grohl a run <laughs> for his money. She is crushing those drums. It's insane. If you look at some of the what well, she's playing here. <laughs> But if you look at some of the live stuff, uh huh, holy crap! She's a beast. I
1: want to drum off. I mean, these off. kids
0: are really um. I mean, they like they really mean it. Like they don't. They don't yeah. sound like they. You could. It would have been easy to dismiss. You know, six seven years ago when they right. started, oh, as like
2: cute, oh, he's cute, oh, You know,
0: la 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 la. But, but man, no, like and they write these songs that are sick. They're all super catchy with these giant choruses that make you want to go rah, rah, rah. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Um, check them out. I put a link to, they have The Warning is, uh, what is it, the thewarningband.com and they're all over YouTube, tons of videos. Yeah. Just pick one and watch it. Pick one and watch it. Pick one and watch oh, it. We'll come nice. and get you.
2: Ow. I just cracked my ankle. <laughs> that's, not what you're supposed, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was just one more thing, and I, I picked this be, because of Lily v Six. Oh boy! That's so and scary. I and, and I'm not gonna get into it too long. I'm just gonna kind of I put the link to it in the show notes. Um, there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, what what are their name? Uh, live l- Loudwire had published a video. I think yesterday or a couple days ago with um, like interviews with the hair metal guys <laughs> like in response to grunge that sounds and some of these cool inter- oh. some of these were like from a long time yeah, from like when it was yeah. happening that sounds and wonderful. some of it are a little bit more current oh, um, okay. and it's I put a link to it it's yeah it, it's really funny um, Brett Michaels Tommy Lee all Vince of my Neil, boyfriends all yeah. your boyfriends are in it Um. A bl- bl- uh, Blotzer, what's his name? Bobby. Yeah, he's in it. Um, T- Turtle Creek proper. <laughs> nice. it, and and they all have little different most of them are like, you know the fucking sucks and all that uh-huh. stuff. But some of them, like Brett Michaels is like has a really good like insight on it and, and Tommy He's Lee just too nice. and Tommy Lee flat out says that he really loved that music he thought he th- and several of them said we knew that what was going on in Los Angeles was stale we could tell that right. like it was like the same thing over and over somebody needed to shake it up mm. Tommy
1: Lee came out with a hip hop album so he needs to shut his <laughs> whore mouth <laughs> Pure and simple.
0: my name is Tommy Lee and I feel really good in my knees
1: That's enough Mm. out of you.
0: (laughs) And I like to raise some bees for the honey. Uh Okay, you've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real quick, go to ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Go to um, dot online. So now it's time for everybody's favorite segment.
3: Hooray! Why Paul
1: McCartney was too busy to do that thing you were talking about earlier with the bass players. Exactly. Yeah, what was he doing today?
0: This is called um, "This Day and What the
2: Beatles Did." Uh huh. It's not called that. No, it's called this day. It should be. It's not the official name of it. Oh, I you, already saw it. Okay, here we go. So,
0: <laughs> oh boy. If you don't, if you what I've learned on this on this screen yeah. is if you have the stuff too, you make the window too wide, and you yeah. try to read it, you get lost on the other oh. side. <clears throat> when you come around the mountain on the other side. When you come around the mountain on the other side... All right, here we go. 1957, Jerry Lee Lewis, still married to his first wife, Jane Mitchum. Jerry Lee Lewis secretly married his 13-year-old second cousin, Myra Gale Brown. Wow. Lewis's personal life was hidden from the public until May 1958 on a British tour where Ray Barry, a news agency reporter at the London Heathrow Airport, learned about Lewis's third wife. The publicity (laughs) caused an uproar and the tour was canceled after only three concerts. Ooh. Um, Rebel. that just did not fly, um, and it didn't. It didn't fly, f- really. I'm not even sure. Like even today, maybe, maybe in 2022, 20, 23, uh, uh, like a, a big famous rock star could do something like that, and and, and maybe it wouldn't, but no I can't imagine even an eight. I don't, I don't, oh, no. April, I don't somebody, think it would fly now if somebody did that it would not fly now if somebody did well today isn't it like aren't they saying like you know nope. what are they called uh, what are they called uh, minor attracted person somebody nope. will be
1: offended by <laughs> it nope. and no. it won't be okay it will not fly so. I assure you, so. you. somebody's <laughs> offended what that what I just poo-pooed on Tommy Lee so yeah. so <laughs> what
0: I'm saying is like that was a giant thing like and just like wow So we'll just move on. (laughs)
3: 1963,
1: the Beatles were at number one on the UK singles chart with I Want to Hold Your Hand, the group's third number one and first American number one, and this year's
2: UK Christmas number one. Wonderful. I Want to Hold Your Gland. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I do. I think that was right. On this day, 1965, the Beatles' uh, sixth album, Rubber Soul, started a 42 week run on the UK albums chart. It was the second Beatles LP to contain only original material. For the first time in their career, the band were able to record the album over a continuous period, un- uninterrupted by touring commitments. So they could just go in,
0: concentrate, and make good music. Right. And no covers this time around. But they they were they did a lot of covers. The Stones did a lot of covers too in the beginning. Mm-hmm. No, that was yeah. a, that was a sure. that was a thing. You had to play the catalog. Uh, Brian Jones, Rolling Stone Brian Jones was given three years probation $1,000 fine for drug offenses oh. stay in 1967 Three psychiatrists agreed that Jones was an extremely frightened young man with suicidal tendencies mm-hmm.
1: 1970, The Doors played what would be their last ever live show with Jim Morrison when they played at the warehouse in New Orleans mm. I am kind of wish I was there
2: Fascinating on this day, nineteen seventy, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with "Tears of a Clown." Fuck that clown! Whoa! It- <laughs> That's enough out of view. There he is. <clears throat> it was the group's twenty-sixth top forty hit and first number one, and also a uh, number one hit in the U.K. The song was written by Stevie Wonder in nineteen ninety-six and in- sixty-six.
1: Nineteen sixty-six.
2: I'm old and I can't see. In 1996. (laughs) Would you like
1: to come over for some
2: cough syrup and aspirin? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, everybody. The song was written by Stevie Wonder in 1966 and his producer, Hank Cosby. What a pudding pop! Smokey Robinson wrote the lyrics. Stevie Wonder. That's the wrong Cosby. (laughs)
0: Uh, 1981 The Human League Had their only UK number one single With Don't You Want Me The Christmas hit Of 1981 The biggest seller Of 1981 And Virgin Records First Number one UK single The group singer Phil Oakley Disliked the song So much That it was Relegated to the last track On their latest
2: album Dare Interesting Fascinating
1: 1985 Scottish keyboardist player Ian Stewart died of a heart attack in his doctor's Harley Street waiting room, co-founder of the Rolling Stones.
2: Jesus, were so close. Stewart was
1: dismissed from the lineup by the band's manager, Andrew Lug Oldham, in May 1963, but remained as a road manager and piano player. He played on all the Rolling Stones albums between 64 and 83, also played piano on Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll and Boogie with Stew" from Physical Graffiti. Boogie with
2: Stew." I'm good. <laughs> on this day, 1987, George Michael started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Gonna Have Faith, taken from the album of the same name. It became the top-selling single of the year in the U.S. in 1988. A lot of top-selling, like, sort of like, chart-breaking
0: uh, uh, things happened on this day. Interesting. Yes, yes. Fancy. In 1992, Whitney Houston started a 20-week, 20-week run wow. at number one. Uh, on the album charts with uh, The Bodyguard it was sold over 44 million copies worldwide so listen 44 million yeah times how much was a CD exactly <laughs> exactly that's that major that is, fucking bank that's yeah, a lot of money for sure becoming the best uh, selling soundtrack album of all time as well as one of the best selling albums of all time
3: hmm
1: 1998, a seven-inch single by Quarrymen featuring John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison was named as the rarest record of all time. Only 50 copies were made, with each copy being valued at £10,000 or $20,500. Um, wow. Do
0: you know anything about the Arthur Lee and the band Love? No. no. Let's
2: move yeah. right Keep on. Keep going. Our next contestant comes from 2003. This day, 2003, Mick Jagger became a Sir. After being knighted by Prince Charles at Buckingham Palace, Jagger's 92 year old father wow. was at the palace to see his son Aww. receive the award. That's well, nice. isn't that wonderful? Um, okay, there's
0: still a couple more. Uh, a, a copy of John Lennon's book, uh, A Spaniard in the Works, which contained a lock of Lennon's hair, sold at uh, George Gorgian's. Don't know. Gorg- Gorgiani's. Uh. Juga Guga's. Yeah. Chacho Cucas? Si. Oh, very cool, yeah. Auction house for twenty-four thousand pounds, or forty-eight thousand dollars. Lennon gave the book and the hair to Betty Glasgow at the Fab fours hairdresser, uh, the Fab Four hairdresser during their heyday. He wrote the book to Betty,
1: lots of love and hair. John Lennon. Um, go ahead. Uh, 2007 ike turner the former husband of tina turner died at at the age of 76 at his home near san diego california turner who was a prolific session guitarist and piano player is credited by many music historians with making the first rock and roll record in 1951 after marrying tina turner in 1959 the pair released a string of hits including the phil spector produced river deep mountain high
0: Wow, a lot of Rolling Stones stuff. A lot of Stones
2: today. This day, 2008, the town where Mick Jagger and Keith Richards grew up announced it was uh, to name streets in a new estate after Rolling Stones hits. The 13 streets in Dartford, Kent, were to be given names such as Angie, was that Angie Muse? Angie Muse. Angie Muse, uh, Babylon Close, Sympathy Street, Little Red Walk and Satisfaction Street. That's fun. Leader of the... Uh, leader, of Meet me down on Satisfaction Street. Baby,
0: I'll take you down to Satisfaction Street all <laughs> night
2: long. Yes, yeah, sir. You dirty dog. You dirty <laughs> dog, that's right. <laughs> leader of the council, Jeremy <laughs> Kite, said he thought Ruby Tuesday Drive sounded... <laughs> Sounded a fantastic place to live, but police were concerned the street signs oh, might yeah. be stolen by uh, fans. For I sure. You think? You think?
0: Yeah. American singer, guitarist, professional baseball player Charlie Pride died this day in 2020 oh. at, the six, at the age of 86. Mm. Charlie Pride. He bless. was the first um, African American country singer that I was like aware of. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. <clears throat> Oh boy. Okay, happy birthday to the chairman of the board.
2: <laughs>
0: Frank Sinatra. British yes. music publisher, singer Dick James, Connie Francis.
2: Oh.
0: Uh, who saw? Who's sorry right now? Yeah. Sorry, I can't yeah. remember. Who I'm gonna try to sing though? it. Uh Dionne Warwick. Okay. Everybody's Speaking Friday. of Whitney Houston, right? Isn't she wasn't she Dionne Warwick's aunt N- or something? Something, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Terry Kirkman uh, from the Association, Tim wow. Hauser from Manhattan wow. Transfer, Holy Declan Clusky uh, from The Bachelors, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Smith from the Dave Clark Five, sure. feeling glad all over. Grover Washington Jr. Wow! Uh, uh, the saxophonist with the, who had the hit "Just the Two of Us." This uh, is feature- a whole day. Like featuring um, yeah. uh, what was Bill Withers on vocals?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, Dickie, Dickie Betts. Happy wow. birthday, Dickie Betts! Wow. Um, uh, Ro- Rob Tyner from the MC5 yes. Alan Ward from the Honeycombs Woo. Denny Diaz, American guitarist best known I'm for the birthday. founding member of Steely Dan
2: yes.
0: uh, Ralph Scala from the band The Blue Magoos,
2: <laughs> Blue Magoos.
0: Ray Jackson from Lynn's Fair I don't know that band Bruce Cullick of there course Meatloaf, Kiss, all kind of things Leslie uh, Carter uh, from the uh t- the unstoppable sex machine uh, Sheila e Shelly. oh yay Sheila uh, uh percussion discovered by Prince and then went on to do a whole bunch of awesome things yeah. uh Bel-Louise, some I don't know who that is nope. uh Daniel uh O'Donnell sure uh, okay Danny. yeah Eric shankman Claudia Brucken, Danny boy Danny who's a, who's a boy. rapper Dan Hawkins from the darkness
2: yeah there you go Okay. Justin's brother.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. And those are our um, people and places and things. Who are
2: the people in our neighborhood? <laughs> None of those. I know, right? <laughs> That'd be awesome if they were. We'd never leave them alone. That's true.
1: <laughs> All right. So,
0: what do where where do we want to go? Where do we go do from you- here? Yeah. What do you want to do? Eighties, seventies,
1: seventy. Seven. No, we've already done seventy-seven. Do it again.
0: Again, seventy-seven. Yeah. Again. Yeah, it's a you're different crazy.
2: week. Crazy. Oh, i that's trying right. to different
3: week. I keep forgetting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We
0: each have week the is
2: power. different. The power, bro. We did that that's one. All right, that one. one's already done. Go to the next one. Good thing you're here. Uh, are you sure we these didn't do this? are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, they're pretty much the same. Okay, find eight, another eight, year. We right,
1: gotta find one. a
2: different. Do week. the '80s again, then. All right, let's go '80. one 87 your honor how about 87
3: okay all right that's
2: good oh
3: what's today today is the 12th let's do it that's that's what they tell
1: us there it is we just Uh, talked about that
3: (laughs) okay
0: so num i like this song um george harrison had a little like Resurgence in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, got did. my
2: mind set on you was at number ten. Or as I like to say, I blew my mind sniffing glue. Oh, good. I blew my mind sniffing. Uh, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: blew my, blew, my I
0: blew my mind sniffing, mind sniffing glue. glue. I blew my. mind... Okay, it works. Those
2: are the original lyrics, but okay. he doesn't Ooh. want to admit it.
0: Don't you want me by Jody Watley? Uh-huh. Uh
3: huh.
0: We'll be together by Sting. Oh, I like that brother, song. Brother. Yeah, real kind of funky. Yes. I get so emotional I do, I do every so. time I think of you, Lily. Oh, I'll bet you do. Whitney Houston, "Shake Your Love," "Shake Your I Love." I love that song. Debbie freaking Gibson. Gibson. I love that song. Is this love by White Snake? Is this? Is it? Is it or is it not? Tis. I've had the time of my life. Bill Medley and Jennifer War- oh. Jennifer Warrens was like one of these people. I was like, sang with someone. She sang with Joe Uh-oh. Cocker, you mm-hmm. know, a few years before. I should have known better by Richard Marx. Nice. Um, up from number four, Heaven is a place on Earth by yeah, Belinda Carlisles. Really
3: awesome.
0: and Faith by George Michael <laughs> was number one. Some other ones: Hazy Shade of Winter, the remake by the oh, Bangles, was, was on the awesome. charts. I, love that I did too. I did. I thought I, I thought it was really cool. Um, uh, Brilliant disguise by Bruce Springsteen. The power oh, of ooh. love by Laura Branigan was uh-huh. on the, the oh. countdown. Yeah. Candle in the wind. Had its, uh, was, on the, was on the countdown. Wow. Um, debuts, let's see. Oh, what Have I Done to Deserve This by the Pet Up Bills. I, what this if wasn't I, their like biggest song, but mm-hmm. I remember right. the song being on the radio. Uh, hot in the City by Billy Idol. Hot in the City. And Hot, Hot, oh, Buckster I remember poindexer. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hot, yeah. hot, 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 oh. I'm feeling hot, hot, hot.
2: <laughs> Another case of like, you would not hear that song today because it's kind of a quirky kind of song but they would throw it in with everything else I That's you know. It little steel drum. In um, there. go to yep.
0: rockrage radio.com, Download the free app. Go to wolfscustoms.online online. Get some mu- amazing uh, artwork done on your music. Let's but Go to ludinirockandrollcircus. dot com to find out more Ludini stuff, including merchandise and how to become a part of our inner circle group, and to find our YouTube archive and our interview archive and all kind of fun stuff. LudiniRockandRollCircus. dot com. I did mention Rock Rage Radio. Um, we have uh, a pers- uh, Rock Rage Radio personality as part of the Ludini uh, Rock and Roll Circus, Lily V6.
1: My show is on Thursday's Hot Licks with Lily Six on Rock Rage Radio. Download the app for free or just go to rockrageradio.com. My 300th show will be in January. Holy, free, holy. So I am accepting submissions for songs. I'm only accepting 25 songs, so get them in ASAP. I will,
2: I will submit that
0: to That means you. as soon as possible, right?
1: It does. I will submit to you. And after the 23rd, I will not be accepting any, so you'll have to wait till another show.
2: Wow. That's (laughs) awesome,
1: Lil's.
0: Okay, well, awesome, Lily. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, is there anything you'd like to add before we get the hell out of here? Nope. All right, (laughs) guys, have a great week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.